thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, research suggests that a diet low in protein and high in carbohydrates may be the key to living a long life, despite the fact that it leads to weight gain. It also suggests that previous ideas on the benefits of color restriction for longevity may not in fact hold up. Nutritional scientist Dr. Samantha Solombier suggests that the 2 million plus Australians who go on a diet every year may be better off focusing less on low-carb, high-protein diets unless their only goal is weight loss. She suggests that while adequate protein intake is critical for growth, reproduction, and maintaining lean muscle mass, the best formula for healthy aging could be a diet low in protein and high in healthy carbohydrates. She says that this switches off the biological machinery that accelerates aging. The article suggests that aging is accepted as the biggest risk factor for disease and death, and more than three quarters of elderly Australians have a chronic disease, according to the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare. If our findings in mice also apply to humans, it could reduce the burden of disease more significantly than eradicating cancer, Dr. Solombier predicts. She does mention that her version of higher carb diets would include small portions of proteins and large portions of good carbs such as vegetables and whole grains, not just cakes and cookies. She goes on to say that about 70% of the data in popular diet books is not backed by science. And as always, the links are in the show notes. My opinion on this is it is really important that our data and our diets are backed by science, but it needs to be the right science and it needs to be incorporated and, and utilized in the right way. Uh, in this example, we're looking at a study done on mice, not on humans. Now, a mouse's diet is naturally high in carbohydrates. They live on vegetation such as seeds and fruits, flower buds, mushrooms, edible fungi. They do have some insects, worms, centipedes and crickets, so they do get some protein. But predominantly, it's a vegetable plant-based diet and it is higher in carbohydrates. That makes sense for mice. That doesn't necessarily mean that it makes sense for humans. In fact, if you look back at the historical records, humans have tended to survive on diets much higher in proteins, particularly animal proteins. In fact, many of them were over half of their calories consumed coming from animal proteins, some significantly higher than that. Um, So whilst this may be a great idea for mice, it doesn't necessarily extrapolate across to humans, and we need to be very careful in suggesting that it does. It's not clear in this instance whether that extrapolation uh, has happened by the journalist writing the article or whether that has indeed uh, come from the scientist as it was suggested in the article. Uh, But either way, we need to be careful with it. We also need to be careful of what we're actually using when we're doing these sort of studies. Uh, In this case, the diet treatments were custom designed and manufactured in dry pellet form. So this is not real, healthy, whole foods that we're talking about. This is a totally manufactured product. Often you see this in our diet studies. Often you see that the foods being tested are not really relating to real world examples. And they're certainly not relating to the ideal world examples of what we would love people to be eating when we're talking about healthy whole foods. Even in this instance, we're talking about healthy vegetables. So we need to be careful with what we're actually studying and what the specifics of the study are. We also need to take into account, you know, this this article does mention that chronic disease and the relationship to aging and how important longevity is in regards to the rise in chronic disease. And, you know, whilst it is important, whilst we do see that chronic diseases tend to increase over time as you age, it's not necessarily true that the rise in chronic diseases we're seeing in our society are purely due to age. 
And we need to be careful of making those sort of extrapolations as well. You know, in fact, if you look at this research, it suggests that about 40% of our young Australians, 15 years of age, have a chronic disease. Other research has suggested that by 2025, that number might go up as high as 80%. So we need to be wary that we're not just blaming chronic disease purely on ageing and longevity and saying, well, it's actually a good thing because we're living longer. We need to look at our quality of life and what we're doing there as well. So please be careful when you're reading these sort of headlines, whether it's in the paper or whether it's online. Dig deeper into the research. See the details of what they're actually studying. Don't just read the headlines. And really importantly, I think you need to start to ask more of your sources of information. So if you are clicking on websites, if you're clicking on articles, if you're reading newspapers that are continually using these sort of sensationalist headlines without really going into the specifics of the study and looking more closely and taking an objective view, then maybe it's time you start to change your habits of where you're reading where you're clicking to, where you're going to for your information because ultimately that's what's going to change it and that's what's going to get us a higher quality of journalism and media and reporting and information provided to you. I want to put a quick shout out to my good friend, my dear friend Cindy O'Meara who did present this at the Wellness Base Camp uh, up on the Sunshine Coast on the weekend. She, um, She showed us this research article and that's where I got this one from. So thanks for Cindy. Cindy and her Changing Habits brand is a fantastic source of where to get great information if you do want to go beyond just the sensationalist headlines. So you've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.